I am way beyond a fanatic. I'm God-possessed. Get it straight. There ain't a demon on the planet that likes Mark Barclay anymore. If that's you, clap and shout one. Say, I am God-possessed. You better get ready. Did you bring a Bible? Praise God. I hope you're doing good today. I call you blessed. I'm Doc Barkley. Welcome to the broadcast. We work hard, my whole team, my whole church family, to bring you this free of charge. Our partners help us do it. You can become one of those if you want to, or anytime you feel like it, you can sow financially into the ministry here to help just keep pumping out the Word of God. Many people do. You're certainly welcome to. And if you choose to, when the seed comes, when your, when your finances come, I personally pray over it. That's no exaggeration. I personally pray over it and ask God to bless you in return, plus the satisfaction of helping us reach so many people. I'm holding in my hand the series, Ignorant No More. That's what we've been preaching on. That's what the Holy Spirit through Paul said to the church. Let's not be ignorant about spiritual things. We live in a dark, dark day, spiritually, many other ways. And yet, it's time to break out and live in the light. And that is not just big talk. Jesus came on purpose to change your life and mine. We're going to talk about that through this telecast. Get on social media. Get on your phone. Call. Text. Tell everybody about this program and get them hooked up to it right now. Here we go. We're going to study together and God is going to help us. Amen. Say, I believe, I believe. Everything, 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 everything that my Bible says, no matter what the devil says, and no matter what people say, and no matter what my circumstances say. Today, I am a believer. Therefore, I'm a receiver. And I do believe that I will receive absolutely everything that God has for me today. In Jesus' name, say amen. Let's clap and welcome the television congregation. Come on. God bless you today. Yeah, we're glad to have you. We've been having church here. Those of you in the house know it. Those of you streaming with us live, you know it. And now we welcome all of you across the country that have joined us by television. We're so glad to have you. May the Lord bless you with something we pray or something we say or just the spirit of this house to get on you. As one, got, one brother got a hold of us and he said, I turn on Living Word telecast because it's a dose of hope. And uh, that's what we want it to be. You, our God's not dead. He's alive. Amen. And if you don't give up on him, he will not give up on you. Right. Praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Amen. 1 Corinthians 12. We've been studying on the gifts of the Spirit. Or at least we, we were Thursday night. And just to review for two or three minutes. On Thursday night, we talked about uh, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1. Not being ignorant of spiritual gifts and spiritual things. Right now, we, uh, we have, most of the body of Christ is ignorant about spiritual things. Now, I didn't say stupid. 
Ignorant means you don't know. Ignorant means you haven't found out. Ignorant means you haven't been told. I won't say names, of course, but I had a preacher, one of, my, one of our sons in the faith. He was preaching at one of America's number one Bible colleges this past five days. And he was preaching there, and this school is really known as a Bible school. It's known as a school of the Spirit. And uh, he got into the third day, and he texted me, and he said, Doc, I'm telling you, I am introducing the things of the Spirit to these 2,000 students, and I'll guarantee you they've never seen it, and they barely heard it before. 2,000 fresh students. Well, I guess if you don't learn it at church, the second best place to learn it is if you're going to go to a spirit-filled Bible school. But my concern would be, uh, we're graduating those students in May. What have they been doing all year in this great Bible school that they're just now learning about there is a Holy Spirit other than you read about Him in the Bible? We live in America, of course, and now even in the great Christian country, we're the only country on the planet that was birthed for Christian reasons. Our whole nation was birthed for freedom of Christianity and freedom of speech, and that our government could not tell the church what to say, and our government could not tell the church what to do. Now, you have voted in people, if you voted them in, you America, not, maybe not you here, may, maybe so. You voted in people now that are working very diligently to do away with those rights. I have lost about 30% of all of my freedom of speech as a pastor. What I say today on television is very monitored. What I say today on the internet and what I say to you in this building could, could be borderline criminal and it could get me prosecuted if I try to sway you on certain matters one way or the other. If I comment on people, certain people living a certain way, it could be considered that I'm agitating hate crime. All of these things... Were, are being established by people that you may have voted for and wh for whatever reason you voted for them. But it is happening. It's not an infatuation of my mind or an imagination. These things are happening in the great Christian country. Now, if they're happening in the great Christian country, I wonder where else they're happening. Well, you don't have to wonder very long. These are the last of the last days now. And as we said in verse 1, Paul said here in 1 Corinthians 12, 1, the Apostle Paul writing to the great church of Corinth, one of his churches that he helped and overseen. He says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. So there's no excuse for ignorance when there's a whole Bible that anybody can get. There's a, you can get free Bibles on the Internet. You can download free Bible verses from the internet, no cost, very little effort. There is no excuse for anybody before God not to know about the spirit realm, evil spirits, the Holy Spirit, angelic spirits, human spirits. There, there is no biblical, there really is just no common good reason that you do not know about spiritual things. Knowing about church isn't, isn't just it. Knowing about, I come to church and I sang a song about Jesus. Cool, awesome, glad to have you. But that's not the depth. Uh, you can be ignorant of demonic forces. That's why we taught here, I mean, it was like, I think 18 
services in a row that I was with you, you know, as I was here, and we made like a 12 CD series out of exposing Satan and his army of invisible enemy soldiers, because you should not be ignorant concerning spiritual things. You should know how these things work, and you and I should know why they exist. We should not be ignorant of the power of God. We should not be afraid of the power of God. We certainly should not be embarrassed of the power of God. You know, I have never been the kind of person to hide something when I find that it's good. Oh, no. If I find a good restaurant, I'll tell you about it. You need to go over there. Take me. I'll prove it to you. Huh? Yeah. I've always been, I've always wanted to share anything I found that was good, any secret, any knowledge, any, any, any hint, anybody who taught me uh, anything. I'm a learner. I'm a student. Some of you know that. You're experts in fields that I'm far from an expert in. I have no problems picking your brain. I have no problems listening to you knowing that when it comes to your field of study, you know more about that than me. And if I want to learn something, I, I can't go to college, you, you know, for the next uh, seven years to be an expert on this and then go seven more years to be an expert on that and then seven more years to be an expert. No, man, I'll be old and gray and go to heaven before I even master two or three different professions. But some of you have already mastered it and God sent you to me to help me and teach me and, and advance my life. I have no problems drawing from you. And uh, when I know that you, I don't want to be ignorant about things. The great Spurgeon, he was a powerful evangelistic teacher of times past. He, had a, he said a powerful thing. Well, many of them, but this one comes to me. He said, you have to learn a little bit about everything in life if you want to be an effective witness and bring people to Jesus Christ. So he said one time, I went down to that end of the beach at the ocean, and I just, I just hung out, though I didn't fit in. I didn't go get flippers and floppers and, and, my, and, my, and my bathing suit with the surfers. I didn't go get a surfboard and try to fake like the preacher's a surfer. They would have laughed me to scorn just carrying the board. I wouldn't even know what kind of board to pick out, he said. But he said, I went down there and I rapped with those surfers and I found out a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit about surfing. Spent a half hour just questioning them. How's the water? What's the best wave? What's the best board? Why do you wear those funny shoes? Why don't you wear shoes? And he said, then I'd go down to the other end of the beach and they didn't know I just learned five minutes ago at that end of the beach and I'd go pick out some surfers. And I'd say, man, those are some mean, that's some mean waves out there. I mean, those are breakers, man. You all gonna, and he said, I knew a little bit of the lingo. And the surfers would just come around and say, are you a surfer? Well, no, but uh, I sure admire what you do. You think you could teach me how to do that? And he said, immediately you have favor. Immediately you have a reason to have a conversation. I'm preaching better than you saying Amen. I, I've always, I mean, I admire you in this that you come to learn spiritual things. But I've always wondered, you know, uh, when I go see the family doctor, I don't go in there with a stack of books, say I read a manual, I heard a tape series, and uh, I want to make sure you know what you're talking about. I do my homework. You're supposed to. Your do a good doctor will tell you. Go study. The, here's your three options. It's your body. 
It's your life. Go study which one you want, and, 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 uh, and we'll get something working here. But, uh, and you got to be diligent to be that. But I'm just saying, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, when I go to my dentist, I don't go inspect his drill. You know, I don't, I don't go in there and hang my, I read a book about dentistry on the wall next to his certificate of his years of experience and education. I go in there trusting his education and his years of experience, knowing that he's an expert in a field that I'm not. If I was an expert, I'd get a two-way mirror and a drill, man, and uh, pop some Novocaine in there and fix my own teeth and then go spend my money <laughs> on something I want. Amen. I buy me a sailboat instead of him. I'm preaching better than you're saying amen this morning. But it's always kind of struck me as, uh, as indifferent when people will study and respect the professors and the scientists and the experts, but when they come to the house of God, everybody knows everything. And it's very difficult to get people to submit to the, to the pulpit experts that have done nothing but sown their life to study this book and to walk with the God of this book. And, 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 and I, I'm convinced it's the reason why that many, uh, many people are ignorant of spiritual things. But we're not supposed to be. We're not supposed to be ignorant. We're supposed to be in the know. We're supposed to know. One of the reasons why we have so many false doctrines, and really a couple of them are heresy, and all this weird stuff going on in our great kingdom, even in the great Christian nation of America, is because a lot of our preachers now are ignorant about spiritual things. Oh yeah, they don't know. You, I don't think you'd be shocked because you've been around what we do for a long time as a church. But it, it's kind of shocking how many preachers now when we have question and answers or I meet with them in private, they don't know about the gifts of the Spirit. They don't know about the power of God. Some of them have, listen, I had a preacher the other day said, I've been in the ministry nine years. I have never laid hands on one sick person in nine years, Brother Barkley. I don't even know where to start. Word of faith. You know, he happened to be word of faith, spirit filled. He goes, I just don't know. I, I don't, I've never done it. I said, well, then your people don't know about it, do they? No, they don't. And he said, they watch, they watch TV preachers that never lay hands on the sick on the telecast. They may in private, but not on the telecast. And I said, well, you're going to have to get your people out of ignorance. The only way to get people out of ignorance is to teach and bring information. And then once you get them out of ignorance, they're in receiver mode. Once people are in receiver or receiving mode, then you can administer the power that goes along with those gifts. But it's very difficult to cast demons out of someone that wants it. It's very difficult to try to get somebody healed that thinks God's making them sick. To teach them something or to his glory. Or it's very difficult even. I, I've been working on some of you on this. It's very difficult to get some of you out of debt, poverty, and lack because you don't, you're still ignorant of financial biblical things. You may be very educated about natural financial things, but if you don't know biblical and the spiritual financial things, then the devil just keep, you just keep going out and you put money in bags with holes in it. Our pastor used to tell us there's a difference, Mark, between he who makes a lot of money and he who has a lot of money. A lot of people make a lot of money, 
but it goes in bags with holes. The banker gets it, the this gets it, the that gets it, the da 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 da, and 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 at the end of the month there is no money. They make good money, but there is no money. There is no money stored up. There is no money in an emergency fund. See. And uh, now in today's age, the way things have been whacked around, even in our state, uh, you know, you, you, a lot of people don't have, some of you do, but a lot of people don't have money stored up. In fact, they're, they're believing God to have enough money to pay the bill next week. I'm not preaching to strangers, am I? No. You say amen when I come around this church. You don't be letting other churches around the country now out amen you and have more enthusiasm about my preaching gift than here. You know, I feel, I just kind of feel like when I come home, you ought to be, man, you ought to be throwing gas in my tank. You ought to be firing me up, man. You ought to be charging my battery. Amen. Don't you let these other churches outdo you now. Some of them are. All right, get, get caught up here. Now let's keep reading another minute. We're talking about not being ignorant of spiritual things. And here it says spiritual gifts, but you notice in verse 1 it's italicized. What's that mean? The English translators put this, the italicized words in your Bible so the, the, so the verse made good uh, English sense. Because we got to have, our English is different than Greek and Hebrew in that we use the verbiage, we use verb, active verb, we don't, we, you know, we use adjectives to describe, you know, action words. We use nouns and pronouns to bring definition and description. And so they had to add a word or two as they took the biblical language of Greek and Hebrew and put it over into the English language. So that's why, like in this verse, for example, it says, I would not have you ignorant, brother, concerning spiritual gifts, and gifts is italicized. But, but in the Greek text, it just says spiritual. I would not have you ignorant about spiritual things. All spiritual things. But that includes spiritual gifts. Right. Amen. Now, if we keep reading, and I think we should for a minute. You seem to be studious this morning. So we're going to go to verse, uh, verse 4. And we really dealt with this Thursday night. If you want to study further, you should get the CD from Thursday night because you want to be powerful, my friend, and you want to be powerful to help other people. So you got to know these things. You got to get in the know. And it can't just be knowledge. It starts with knowledge. But, you know, the power must flow as well. Well, anyways, verse 4 says, There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. The Holy Spirit's in charge of the gifts, in other words. Five, there are differences of administrations. That word means ministries. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord or Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus is in charge of ministries. Verse 6, and there are diversities of operations. Every ministry has different assignments and activities that God gives that church or that ministry to do. Amen. But it is Father God who works all that out among all of us for the sake of all of us. Verse 7, but now look at this. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Profit all of us. We're all to profit. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. Cool. To another, the word of knowledge. It's a word, not a paragraph, not a book you're writing. Don't be taking people aside in the back parking lot today and giving them a 25-minute word. 
This is just a word from heaven that can mark your life because one little word can get you thinking different, talking different, praying different, and help you make a different decision. That's why the Lord, he, he wants you to spend time with him, not with me, to get direction from heaven. He wants you to go to him, not to church. You come to the church, you might get, uh, you get run around with us spirit-filled believers, you might get a word that, that stimulates or tantalizes or directs, that gets you praying and thinking different. Yeah, could, yeah, absolutely. But you're supposed to chase that down. You're supposed to chase that out and make sure God's blessing your life and that you're in the will of God. Let's keep reading. Because of time, we've got to move along. Verse 8. One believer flows in the word of wisdom. Another one, the word of knowledge. But it's the same Holy Spirit. To another, faith. To another, the gifts of healing. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. Verse 10, middle of the verse, to another, discerning of spirits, to another, divers kinds of tongues, and to another, the interpretation of tongues. Now, this is not your prayer language. A lot of us, we call it praying in the Spirit. You have a prayer language when you're baptized in the Holy Ghost, and if you, if you don't, you will. You're supposed to. But that's not what this, that's not a gift to the body, you praying in tongues as we call it, you praying in the Spirit. Well, Brother Barclay, I don't understand all this tongue stuff. Of course you don't. You can't. The Bible says when you pray in tongues, your brain is shut down and your understanding does not work. When you hear someone pray in tongues, you don't understand it. Well, Brother Barclay, doesn't the Bible say, though, in Corinthians, that if we speak in tongues, like in the sanctuary, others will come in and think we're crazy? Uh, yes and no. You have to interpret the verse properly. He's not talking about you praying in the Spirit. Paul said in this, to the same church, I sing in the, with my understanding, we'll say English, and I sing with the Spirit. I pray with my natural language and my understanding, in my case, English, and I pray in the Spirit with my heavenly language. Paul said, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than you all. But see, that's for your edification. But the Bible says, the Bible doesn't tell you to hide that as some teachers are teaching today. No, the Bible says... Tongues are a sign. Book of Corinthians, very clear. To them that believe not. Or you could say those that don't believe in it yet. They don't know about tongues. They're ignorant about spiritual things. They think they've only, they've only heard trickle of criticisms maybe about speaking in tongues or that it's weird or, well, I don't understand. See, when man worships himself, he thinks his brain is always right. And until you and I can change his brain, he will think he's always right. And therefore, anything he doesn't understand, he thinks is wrong. Yeah. 
because he is so high and mighty in his own mind that until we can convince his brain, he must be right because he has never heard this before. And where he came from, they never did this there. And I, and, and I don't know about this. Therefore, I am not comfortable with this. And if I'm not comfortable with this, there must be something wrong with this. And that, my friend, is the height of arrogancy. That's the height of personal exaltation. When the Bible is very, very clear about this. We do not hide the power of God. We're to display the power of God. The Bible says even with prophetic utterance, it says if you prophesy to one who does not believe, again, book of Corinthians, I'm sorry I'm not going to every verse, but my preaching time's about up and I want to get these points into you. So forgive me. I could give you verses on every one of these and maybe when we can study more someday we'll do that. But the Bible says if you prophesy to someone who doesn't believe, it melts their heart, they will bend their knee at the altar because as you and I call it, you have read their mail. God has read their mail. In other words, I don't know what you're doing. No one's ever talked to me like this before, but, but nobody knows what you just said but me and God if there is a God, and it melts their heart. That's why we have the gifts of the Spirit. Now, once in a while, there's a gift of the Spirit that flows from the congregation here. Uh, we allow that, uh, an utterance or a prophetic word or a reading of a scripture from one of the congregation members, and that's okay. We don't mind that. When, but the real gifts of the Spirit are not for you and me to have church. serve the Lord. Hallelujah. We're going to study the Word of God. He Shundai. Woo! We need the gifts of the Spirit to flow through your life in this dark day so you have supernatural God-given power to touch and help other people. Amen. You know what the Lord is saying? If you love me, then when I go through all this for you, do something with it. You do something with this to help somebody else. Turn with me, please, to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. The flowing of the gifts of the Spirit. It is not the assignment of God for every ministry to be good at everything or involved in everything. Can you say amen on it? Praise God, everybody. Doc Barkley again. Thanks for being part of the broadcast. I hope you caught the whole thing. And uh, if not, whatever part you caught, I pray it was a blessing to you because we worked so hard to bring this to you. We really do. And it costs a lot of money. And so our partners, you can become one if you want. Our partners really help us pay for this. And you can sow any seed. You can be a constant partner and be a blessing that way. Or just ever so often as you feel led or even right now. Put something in the mail, jump online. You can give online at our website. I want to make sure you get the series uh, so you can just keep studying it over and over again. Ignorant no more. That's what the Holy Spirit said. And he said it to the church people. Let's not be ignorant of spiritual things, especially living today. 
I mean, you're living in the last of the last days. There's a dark cloud. There's a glory cloud. There are angels active. There are demons active. There are people who you can trust. There are people you better stay away from. And so how do you, how do you navigate this? We're going to help you. I hope we are helping you. Get this series. You won't regret it. We're praying for you. Please pray for us. Please send an offering to help us preach. And whether you do or not, we love you. Come visit us at Living Word. And I plan to see you on the next broadcast. It's going to be just as powerful as the one we just did. Amen.